What's up, everybody? Over the last few days, there's been a lot of court documents that have been dropped and uh, some body cam footage, things of that nature. Uh, along with those documents was a three-page um, motion to compel discovery that was created by the defense team and kind of lining out what it is that the prosecution has failed to re to give to the defense and as part of discovery. So we're going to go through that document and go through what those uh, pieces of evidence that they're requesting that the prosecution has yet to turn over, what it is they're hiding, so to speak. Um, but before we get into it, I want to remind you guys of our partnership with Data Seal. If you have concerns about your personal information, whether it's your name, address, phone number, uh, religious preference, voting preference, things of that nature of getting out there on the interwebs, check out Data Seal. They have a great program to help get rid of all those things. Plus, you get a 5% discount when you use our code. Link is in the description and in the comment section. So without further ado, let's get into it. So um, this is, and we talked about this last night a little bit in, um, you know, as we kind of reacted to this last night as we've discovered this had occurred and uh, on our live. So I recommend checking that out if you haven't. But, you know, I know a lot of you like the shorter format. So let's just get into this situation right here. So this is the motion to compel discovery. Now we've seen that the defense has requested three um, supplemental requests for discovery reports because they're not getting any evidence from the prosecution. Let's talk about what that evidence is. So this goes on here to state, comes now Brian C. Koberger, by and through his attorney, Ann C. Taylor, public defender pursuant to Idaho criminal rule 16F, hereby moves the court to order a state to comply with defendants first, um, supplemental request for discovery here in on about February 3rd. So this is when that first one went in there for a request for more discovery. So this is after the initial request of discovery. So on February 3rd, there was the first one. That was the supplemental request on on March 24th, they did a second one. Now we do know that here recently there was a third as well. And so the first piece of evidence that they're requesting that the prosecution has not yet handed over is all body cam and dash cam footage from officers involved in the search and arrest of Koberger in his Pennsylvania home. As of May 4th, counsel has not received this request. Now here's the big one for me on number two. It says Mr. Koberger requests the order of the state to disclose the following items. And the first, so this goes back to February, request number 49, all lab testing, including photographs, color diagrams, and bench notes, including but not limited to copies of lab reports detailing the forensic evidence collection and analysis of items recovered at Brian Koberger's parents' home, trash cans, and other receptacles, and Brian Koberger's Hyundai Elantra. As of May 4th, this has not been turned over. This is key evidence that the defense needs to have. Now, I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, they're holding it onto the vest, this and a third. That's not necessarily um, right, legal, or any of those things. Now, I'm sure that there's a timeline in which um, the prosecution has to turn over this evidence. However, if they don't turn over this evidence, I mean, this could be a uh, situation for a mistrial and so um, and or him not having to go to court. But um, and if or he ever does get found guilty, he can appeal this, not having the right to properly defend himself. Now, the fact that he hasn't pled guilty or not guilty or any of those things and hasn't had his preliminary hearing leads me to believe that there's a possibility that, you know, um, we're still within that time frame. But how concerned are you guys that the evidence for the vehicle has not yet been turned over? The other thing is, too, we also have to realize that when we're looking at these um these incidences right here 
they're referencing things that were taken into custody or picked up by the police or law enforcement agencies in Pennsylvania. Right. So is this a, a situation where it's taken a little bit longer because of the fact that it's a multi-jurisdiction, multi-agency type of uh, operation? And, um, you know, the Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania law enforcement just hasn't, you know, given maybe perhaps uh, the results or even turned over the car to Idaho to get tested. I for one don't think that that's the case, but is it possible? I guess maybe. Uh, what do you guys think, especially about this Elantra? I think this is huge. I don't understand why they're, they're not giving this information out. Maybe perhaps there's a situation like uh, this case isn't as strong as they would have hoped. You know, when you look at the probable cause affidavit, um, they had phone pings and him operating a vehicle that uh, matched the vehicle that was in the area. And they had his DNA on the sheath. You can tell by the writings of the warrants and also what they wrote in the probable cause affidavit that they expected to find a tremendous amount of evidence after his arrest. You know, planning of the incident, uh, uh, DNA evidence in his vehicle based on the description of the scene and how messy it was. Um, probably, uh, you know, more data from his phone and GPS as, you know, as to his location during the commission of the crime, things of that nature. And so, um, they're not turning over a lot of this stuff. And I think that's a little bit concerning. So, uh, we'll continue Two a says, uh, request for 49, all lab testing, including photographs and color diagrams of bench notes, including, but not limited to ISP and FBI forensic lab reports, including, but not limited to lab reports. 11 and 25. I'm assuming that's probably going to have to do with maybe, um, I mean, I don't know what it is. I, I don't want to assume anything on that. I don't know what forensic lab evidence could be um, 11 and 25. It, it probably could be, you know, the DNA on the sheath and, and things of that nature. Let's see. Let's continue. Number three, also part of the first supplemental request back in February, all notes, recordings from officers, from Moscow Police Department. And so that's not from Pennsylvania. There shouldn't be a reason why that the Moscow Police Department wouldn't turn over the recordings in their notes. Now, you guys remember, this is also the same department that withheld body cam footage in the sticker gate situation that ended up putting, uh, you know, having two officers that happened to be Nunez and Gunderson who arrived on scene at this location the day of this incident, who lied under oath in the sticker gate who we all suspect is possibly or probability the uh, uh, the officers that were involved in the Brady Giglio paperwork that was dropped a month or so ago. And so uh, with that being said, it's not <laughs> uncommon for this department to withhold evidence. We'll leave it at that. Um, number four, all police reports, audio, video, evidence, any recorded statements related to Brian Koberger's arrest and incarceration in Pennsylvania. So this goes back to Pennsylvania. Number five, all reports and recordings, and this is part of the defendant's second supplement. Um, all reports, notes, and recordings and photos. Now, I do know that they had a dump of photos and evidence, and I know somebody said in my comment section when I told them, you know, it didn't seem like a lot, you know, and they were like 1,200 photos isn't a lot. So, no, it's not. You have photos of, you know, the, in my opinion, you, there should be well more than 1,200 photos in one of those bedrooms alone, not just two in the entire house that, you know, when it refers to the 1122 King Road residence, you had two, not necessarily crime scenes, but two crime scenes, two different rooms where um, people lost their lives. And you also have a possible trace or trail of where this person exited and entered, er, and entered the, the residence, meaning uh, 
you should be documenting all those things. You probably are going to want to take pictures and document also the surviving um, witnesses, victims, whatever you want to call them. Their, 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 where they were at, their bedroom, things like that. Not to mention, you're also going to want to photograph everything that you find in the Pennsylvania uh, search and also in his arrest. And then also the uh, white Hyundai Elantra, all those photographs that go into play. And then also the the search of his apartment and his storage room. So all those would require a tremendous amount of photographs. So to just have 1,200 photographs, it's not a lot. It's not a lot for me. Um, I feel like they, you know, since the beginning, they also only distributed one video you know, CD now, whether or not there was multiple files on that video, or if it was just one video of who knows, but there should have been a lot more than that. If it's just one, um, you know, you're looking at witnesses, witness statements that were taken, that were recorded, um, dash cam footage. You're looking at cameras that were taken into the house that recorded the, the scene. There's just so much. And, you know, I find it difficult that there was only one in that situation. And so, I think they have a valid, valid case right here. And so uh, number six, Koberger, this is a part of the second supplemental request, uh, training records of specific officers. Now, this is probably uh, any officer that had anything to do with this case. They want to ensure that, you know, they were properly trained and have the, the credentials to be conducting an investigation or be where they were supposed to have been or have um, maybe perhaps had the training to conduct the certain specific, specific parts of the investigation that they were a part of. Like, for instance, if you had somebody manning the door and just taking a log, did they have training in doing so? And and what log they were supposed to be taking, how detailed that log was supposed to be, time, name of the officer or anybody entering, badge numbers, exit times, things of that nature. And so um, it can be as, you know, as small of a role as just the log person to as large of the role as the investigating officer. And so and everybody in between. Council request this motion be set for a hearing in order to present oral argument, evidence, and or testimonies to, in support thereof. The requested times 10 minutes. This is dated fourth day of May. May the fourth be with you on this. Now, when you when you look at that aspect of it, um, they're requesting a hearing so that way that the courts can basically go in there and forcibly tell, you know, um, the prosecution and or maybe perhaps get the prosecution to reveal this evidence once and for all. I find this super sketchy, in my opinion, when it comes to the fact that, you know, the prosecution hasn't turned this over. It kind of makes me feel like maybe the case isn't as strong as they are indicating. You know, I, I, I've i said it all along, y'all, that when it comes to this situation or with this case, that for me, it, it falls in on what happened in the Elantra. You know, if there's DNA evidence in the Elantra of one of the victims or multiple of victims, uh, from the from the scene there, blood DNA, things of that nature. I think it's a solid case and he's done for. If there's nothing in there, um, I don't think whether he did it or not, I, I think it's going to be very difficult to prosecute him. Now, um, with that being said, I don't understand why, you know, the police haven't or the prosecution hasn't turned this over. We don't know that information. Kohlberger and his defense team doesn't know that information, which is insane in my opinion as you know the defense you know claimed to have submitted everything in discovery earlier on this year and it's clearly not the case let me know in the comment section what you guys think please hit that like and subscribe button we're getting super close to thirty-six thousand subs we're only like uh 20 something away 
would appreciate it if you consider subscribing, hitting that notification bell. Also, we do, um, you know, members only type of things where it's uh, we do a Friday members only chat, you know, halfway through our live show. We also do member only giveaway where we give away things like this beanie. I pull this up. Drunk Turkey Show DTS. We also give giving away stickers, tumblers, things of that nature. And we also do a members only live where we uh, just answer all your questions. So I would consider you guys hitting that join button if you're not already a member. Hit that subscribe button if you're not already there. Ring that notification bell. That way you're notified of all of our content. That being said, I'm Daniel J. This is the Drunk Turkey Show. And we'll see you guys Monday. Peace.